the significant difference for Colby Consultants is the one piece of the puzzle that we will give you is the how to make sure that every person is in a role they absolutely love. That is a responsibility as a leader these days. People have choices, but also that you're making sure you get maximum productivity out of every person. They're actually in the right seat doing the right things. And we give that information to people very clearly in a pretty straightforward way. Welcome to Powered by Instinct, a podcast for professionals who think about how your fundamental nature drives performance. In each episode, Colby experts will interview top performers, team leaders, consultants, and coaches to discuss identifying team members' strengths, aligning those strengths with their jobs, and optimizing individual and team performance. If you're interested in getting more done more naturally, then let's jump in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Powered by Instinct. I'm Amy Bruski, president here at Colby Corp. And today I have with us our head of training and consulting and people and a bunch of different things at Colby Corp. This is Stephanie Clerget. She's back with me today because we are going to talk about consulting. We're going to talk about being a consultant, more specifically how powerful Colby can be in your consulting business or your coaching practice. And at Colby Corp, the main way that we reach our mission is through consultants. So we have hundreds of consultants worldwide, and we want to talk today a little bit about Stephanie's journey how she got to where she is now. She's certainly an expert in building a consulting practice. So I want to make sure that we get all of her expertise from her. And stay tuned to the very end because we're going to answer the question, what is beers and bookkeeping? So hi, Stephanie. Welcome. Hi, Amy. So happy to be here. So some of you may not know that Stephanie has a pretty unusual background. She's a trained engineer, and she somehow found herself working as an independent consultant, and eventually we got lucky enough to get her here at Colby. So I want you today, Stephanie, to tell us a little bit about how did you go from engineering to consulting? What did you do to start your, other, your practice that others can learn from? Because sometimes, obviously, that's the hardest part. A little bit about Colby and what is that what kind of solution is that for consultants? Is there a best kind of practice that would use Colby? Where does it fit? And a little bit more about what successful consultants are doing right now. So what are successful Colby consultants doing to set themselves apart to really make a difference? So, and I want to think about a little bit about why would you hire a Colby consultant also versus going it alone? So I know that's a lot to cover, but let's start at the beginning. So Stephanie's MO, everybody, is an 8363, and you were an engineer. Tell me about your background and how you got here. Sure. Well, you know, I've always been super curious about the world. I don't know that I would say I was a typical engineer. I didn't try to take things apart or figure out exactly why they were, you know, how they came together or any of that. But, you know, I did always ask a lot of questions you know, and would do a lot of research. My mom actually still has my world book encyclopedias at her house because they were my favorite thing to do. Whenever I was curious, I would go and look stuff up in the encyclopedia. So I know I just dated myself <laughs> tremendously, but but that was well, what I was That's a great description of the the combination of your intellectual curiosity and you're a really bright person and your eight and fact finder together playing Absolutely. out. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was I did have an insatiable need for information even as a young child. And so when it was time to choose a career, I actually didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought I might want to be a lawyer because I also was kind of argumentative. 
<laughs> um, and so people said, oh, you'd be a good lawyer. I took some business law classes and I thought those were boring. I took some criminal justice classes. I thought those were boring. And so I just decided, you know, that really wasn't for me, criminal justice, especially like I thought it was too much thinking on my feet, too much improvising. And so that was kind of interesting. So I just decided to do the practical thing and study engineering. And, you know, fortunately, when I graduated, I interviewed for an engineering position, but they said, you know, you talk a lot about people and working with people. We have a supervisor position available to interview for as well. So why don't you interview for both? And I took the supervisory position. And that was a really great fit. So I, I actually never had to do very, very technical engineering. I was actually managing engineers for most and technicians for most of my career. Well, what a perfect fit, though, too, because you have a passion for the people side, but you had all that expertise as an engineer. And if I were working for a corporation like that, I would want someone who's working with people and who's leading, really understanding what it takes to be a successful engineer, too, you know, versus sure. just bringing in an outside like HR person or leader or something like that. So that was a great fit. So then what happened? I mean, it sounds like that was, that was a good fit for you. Tell me how you got from there and then leaving that role. Well, at first, I kind of got by on my natural curiosity, you know, being inside. I was in a manufacturing facility in a factory, and it was just kind of interesting to learn, you know, what various machines did and what tools were there and all the safety procedures. And I just kind of got by on, you know, just insatiable need for learning. But then after a while, it got pretty boring. I mean, we had a beginning of shift, a middle of shift, an end of shift meeting where every day we would report the same numbers. And this is what happened. And every day you follow the same routine. You come in, you do this, you find out this, you take this to this meeting. And I just got bored. <laughs> and so I started teaching some classes kind of first that was more towards engineering, like safety and those kinds of and quality control classes. And then fortunately, I got the opportunity to start teaching some leadership classes and to do some mentoring. And that was really great. And then I heard that there was a coaching program. So I had my regular job, but that really didn't sustain or fulfill me. So I was always doing kind of something on the side to sort of keep me sort of going and still passionate about what I was doing. So I went and did the coaching program and, and got a coaching certification. And they said, you can do this 10% of your time. So 90% I was doing project management type work. And the other 10% I was doing the coaching and it just turned out that I didn't get to help the people that I wanted to help in the way that I wanted to help them inside of an organization. And I thought I could do more good doing coaching and consulting on my own. So I decided to leave, uh, start my own coaching practice. When you did the coaching certification, I'm just curious, it, was it immediately, uh, this is a fit for me, I love doing this, or how was that for you? That's a great question. Most people assume that because I finished it, it was a great fit. And it was. I loved my coaching certification. I loved the school and, you know, met really great people and loved the skill set that it taught me. But the one thing that always kind of nagged at me is coaching is about helping people find their own way. And I've always kind of had a strong point of view about things. And so I really want to tell people things sometimes. And so uh, later I would learn that I was really a better consultant than I was a coach. But I still appreciate some of the great coaching skills that I learned, you know, listening and kind of knowing when to challenge people and when to be more of a cheerleader and, you know, understanding certainly when to help them find their own solutions versus giving them the solution. And so lots of great things I got from my coaching certification. But I was never a coach's coach, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. I we do have work with a lot of people who are more coaches. They focus a lot more on one on one. They really go in depth with individuals. And then we also have people that are Colby consultants who do more consulting or team building or those kinds of things. So 
Let's talk about you moved, then you moved away from the corporate world. You went and you became an independent consultant. What was that transition like? And, you, you know, you could have done a lot of different things. So why consulting? You certainly could have gone and, and worked for another organization. Yeah, well, like I said, I kind of just I wanted to be able to do things my way. I wanted to be able to work with the people that I wanted to work with. And I wanted to make a bigger difference at the bigger company. I really had to worry about just the people who were at a certain level in the organization or who were working on critical projects. And I wanted to be able to help anybody who really wanted assistance, whether it was individuals or whether it was leaders or teams. And then I also wanted to do some more specializing. I wanted to specialize in career coaching and working with leadership. And by this time, I had started using Clifton Strengths Finder and really loved strengths and using strengths and assessments in what I was doing. And that was something that was okay, but it wasn't officially sanctioned. And so I wanted to do more working with strengths as well. So just having complete freedom to do things your own way. And so let's talk about what the, some of the hardest part is. How did you start? How did you get clients? How did you launch? Obviously, you got some training along the way. Like you're saying, you decided at some point to bring in an assessment. So what was that like? Yeah, well, when I first started, actually, before I left my corporate job, which I was there for almost 15 years, I did start doing some coaching on the side. So I would get up at five in the morning and coach people on the East Coast because, you know, I was in the on in Phoenix and I would coach people on the East Coast so that I could start to build my book of business a little bit and also try it out, make sure I had committed to things. Because even before I had Colby language, I knew I didn't always finish everything that I started. So I wanted to make sure that this was something that I really, really, really wanted to do and that I was truly committed to doing. So I started doing a little bit of that. And then when I left, I did everything I could. I would volunteer to, you know, do assessments and team sessions with nonprofits just so that, you know, I learned that I figured out that nonprofit boards were made up of many different corporate people and they were all had their own little inroads into different different companies. And so that was one way I did things. I volunteered. So I actually joined the, some associations and started, you know, volunteering in various roles and met lots of people that way. So it was really kind of, you know, I was very insulated in my corporate career and I didn't leave with clients that came from my previous job. That just wasn't the kind of job that I was in. So I had to kind of start over with how am I going to get people either in the HR community or in the leadership community to get to know me? And so so I did that through volunteering and through partnerships. I started working with some other companies that also did leadership development and training. I worked with a recruiting firm for a while. So, you know, really just kind of had to get myself out there in every way possible. Did some speaking as well. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple different things. One of the things I've seen with our consultants is there's a very soft landing sometimes if you can leave the company that you're with and immediately consult back to that group. So a lot of our Colby consultants have spent time just like you did in a big corporation and Colby was already kind of happening. It was already kind of running. And they said, I'm going to go back on my own. And they said, great, we will just hire you as an external. So when you can do that, that's always good, even if it's a transition kind of a phase. But a couple of things that you're mentioning that are, I think, super important for people to hear is that you were really strategic about the way that you were spending your time. So working with with nonprofits and seeing that their board of directors all are from individual different organizations that you could consult back. It's just the exposure. It's increasing your exposure, free speeches, you know, doing the kind of team building that you were doing and then partnering up with people 
it sounds like there were some where you were either working with associations or finding partnerships. Were there any kind of loose alliances you had with other consultants? It sounds like there was a little bit of that too. Yeah. I mean, I just had to get as creative as I could be and try to lean on what what my strengths were. So, you know, and, and where my some of my knowledge base was. So I really did was pretty well steeped in a technical environment. So I did try to work with technical companies as much as possible. So for example, I worked with the makerspace and they were doing primarily training and workshops on hands using hands-on tools. And, you know, they had 3D printers and they were teaching people that kind of stuff. And I said, hey, do any of these people need leadership? Do they need to learn more about their strengths? And so I would partner with them and do those kinds of courses and they would do the technical stuff. Or I would talk about some of the things that I just knew a lot about, like, you know, how to manage a technical team. So it was really about figuring out, you know, what expertise I brought to bear and then really what I was willing to do effectively because I'm a bit of an introvert, interestingly enough. And so the best way for me to find clients was to work with people. Some people can just go and meet people and go to networking events. But when I went to networking events, it just I would just stand by the wall and be a wallflower. And so I realized that that did not that that did not work for me. And I did kind of try to push myself out of my comfort zone, but it was much easier to kind of find those partnerships. So I didn't work with one-on-one folks as much, but I do think that that's a great strategy if it's easy for you to go out and meet people and work one-on-one. For me, it was finding other organizations that I could add something that they didn't. Right. You're reminding me last year at our conference, at our consultant conference, which is our, you know, annual event that we have where all of our consultants come in, ColbyCon, we had a breakout that was so collaborative and useful and everyone was sharing their best practices for the way that they get business. And everyone had a unique way of doing that that was so true to who they were. So you just said, my personality is I'm more of an introvert. I'm not going to be a networker. And not everybody is. So there. I think we have this whole thought that there's this traditional way of going out and getting clients as a consultant. And yet people were, some people were sharing their ideal social media strategies. Some people had partnered up with just one other consultant that was using a personality type test, but then of course also needed Colby together. And so the two of them would share leads back and forth. And it sounds like you were, you know, certainly learning to do some of those things. And then there were other people that absolutely had gotten with associations or just even taken one industry and just really become a specialist in that industry. So you you do need to think about what is unique and, and true for you. So being a consultant is lonely. That's the one thing that I hear from people is a lot of people leave an environment where they're in a team and they are a solopreneur. So how did you maybe get interaction with other people or work with others or when you had to work against your grain and you didn't have anyone on your team yet, what kind of strategies did you find for that? Yeah, I mean, the first few months I was working out of my house and I realized that that was not the best strategy for a few reasons. Number one, I actually had some coaching, one-on-one coaching clients and I I could do it by phone, but I really wanted to meet with people in person. And at the time, it wasn't great to just kind of have them come over to my house. And also I was, as you mentioned, I was kind of lonely. And so I very quickly realized that it was worth investing in an office. So I got, you know, a small office space and it was a part of a broader community. You know, it was one of, it wasn't a co-working space. You actually did rent your own place, but there was a common area. There was a receptionist out front. So at least I had, you know, a little bit of community there. I met a few people, you know, you talk to people at the copy machine and that kind of thing. So that was one really important thing. I also invested in a business coach and it was really hard to write that really big check 
but I knew that I did not know anything really about having my own business. I had kind of put up a website and that was about the end of what I knew about, you know, marketing or that kind of thing. And I just wanted to do the work. So I knew I was going to need somebody who was going to help me more on the the side where I was promoting myself and figuring out what my packages were going to be and those kinds of things. So I did those things and they kind of sustained me for a while. But after a while, I did really realize that it was it was difficult being by myself. So eventually I did get a virtual assistant. So and she was actually in town, which was great for me. And that was another learning is you have to figure out what works for your personality. Like it was great that she was a virtual assistant, but she was in town. So I called her my VHA, my virtual huggable assistant, because <laughs> she would just call me and say, you know, Stephanie, what do you need? And I'm like, I need a hug. This is hard. So, you know, there's all kinds of things that you, you learn along the way. That's the best of both worlds. I love that. That's really good. And yeah, you mentioned even hiring a, you know, a consultant for yourself. And I do think that sometimes there's an investment involved in in going out on your own. It is worth it because the more that you can get that expertise, you shorten that learning curve that you have, right? So someone to help you decide what are my offers? What should I be charging? What's the going rate out there? Whatever that might look like. The good news for Colby Consultants is we help you with a lot of that because, of course, we're learning that along the way. So you get some of that insight for sure. Okay, now we get to learn what was beers and bookkeeping. So I promised everybody, I just think this is absolutely one of the best ideas I have ever heard for solopreneurs that want to get through some of the things where it's working against your grain. So tell me about that. Well, yeah, once my business really started going, and especially when I had a lot of different partnerships, there were different invoicing requirements and all kinds of, you know, accounting functions that I had to perform. And not unexpectedly, it was not my my favorite thing. And I would kind of put it off. And that wasn't great for me either, because, you know, that's the, the difference between getting someone who's going to send you your paycheck twice a month versus, you know, only getting money if you send the invoices and follow up on them. So I decided to kind of figure out what I was going to do about that. I started going to a co-working space and doing work every once in a while because it was a little bit lonely, as we had talked about. And they had this thing called beer and bookkeeping, which at first I was like, I don't see how those two things go together. <laughs> but it really was a time, you know, same time every week and you just go into your bookkeeping. So I wasn't really drinking because I had too much trouble trying to keep all the counting numbers straight as it was. But it was just a fun time to know everybody else was, you know, working on their accounting stuff, too. You could ask some questions. Sometimes some, you know, accounting professionals would even stop by to help people in hopes that maybe they would take them on as full time clients. So that was really great. And um, after that, I actually did meet an accountant who advertised, I'll put your, I'll take your piles and turn them into files. And I'm like, I need that person because I've got piles. So eventually I did actually um, have someone to do my accounting for me. And that was great. Great. Well, we always say threes and one through three and follow through. They organize in piles. That's a system. But when you have to hand it over, that is great. You know, I think that's such a great example of making sure you you get your community of people that you figure out strategies for when, you know, the co-working space strategy you use too. Okay. So, to wrap up some of this, what was that experience like? Are there any things you would have done differently? Now when you think about it or any best advice for people that are starting out? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is you know, I one of the things I one of the things I will never forget is I had, as I mentioned, I was working with an affective strengths assessment and it was great. Um, still use it to this day. But I remember that I had this client and the client said, hey, 
What I really want is I've got this team. Some people have been with me forever. Some people are relatively new. And I really want to figure out how I can best assign them to projects as they come in. And I'm like, oh, yes, I can help you. Let me just do this personality assessment. And then I'll know these people better. And I can help you with that as long as you kind of tell me what their skills and, and that kind of thing is. And so we sat down and tried to use the personality assessment to do it. And it just really did not work. I mean, I put things in grids. I kind of moved people around. We did stuff on whiteboards. I moved sticky notes around. I kind of tried everything I possibly could. But at the end of the day, the affective information was great information. And there were certain things that, that were kind of telling, like maybe this person needs to be on the client facing team and this person should be potentially more in the background, those kinds of things. But I knew that there was something missing. I didn't know what it was at the time, but that was, it really did hit me hard because I was used to going and doing team builders with people and that really worked really well and people loved it. And, you know, I had people present to each other about their strengths and that was fantastic. But this was the first time where I really felt like I had failed because I went into this team situation and I thought I was going to be able to help in this different creative way and it just did not work out. So that was something that I, I really took to heart trying to figure out what what I could have done differently at the time. And now, of course, I know what I could have done differently, which would have been Colby. Yeah, that boy that you kind of nailed it with the this is what makes the significant difference for Colby consultants is the one piece of the puzzle that we will give you is the how to make sure that every person is in a role they absolutely love. Because, by the way, I keep saying that that is a responsibility as a leader these days. People have choices, but also that you're making sure you get maximum productivity out of every person. They're actually in the right seat doing the right things. And we give that information to people very clearly in a pretty straightforward way. And so as a consultant, you, you, you have those answers. So, all right, so let's talk about that now. Let's talk about Colby Consultants and just what do you think? First of all, we have internal and external consultants just for everybody to know. So at Colby Corp, you can get certified in Colby, you, everyone goes through the same three-day in-person or four-day, four different days online training program to be Colby certified. But you can be an internal practitioner. So let's say that Stephanie wanted to stay at her other corporation. She could have gotten Colby certified and used it within that organization. Those are our internal consultants. And then there are external consultants where you can use it with any clients that you want and you've got the more varied consulting practice like you did too. When you see people using Colby successfully, in their practice? What are they doing? What are some of the, the traits or the uses, you know, usages and how have you seen it work best? Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the things that's great about Colby is you can use it on yourself, right? And so I think one of the things that I see people is using their mental energy effectively. So you kind of asked me what I would do differently. I definitely would have gotten myself a team sooner. And that's one of the things that I see that, that people maybe need to think about. But yeah, I think there's so much that you can do with Colby. So, you know, you have people who are doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? And they're going really deep and they're having several sessions with a client or a coworker. There are people who are doing team sessions, whether these folks are internal or external, it really just kind of depends, but you can still, you can do either of those things, right? And then there are people who are doing some, obviously hiring with Colby and taking what I love is that it's not just about using Colby as a hiring assessment, but really taking it through the onboarding process and helping that person be successful in the job, not just figuring out what role might be good for them, role alignment. So you know, really figuring out how are the person's strengths work well with their job. So there's so many things that that people do. And then I'd love to talk about a few of the innovative things that I've seen happen in just a second as well. Oh, okay, good. All right. So 
we know what it looks like successfully. You can be any type of consultant, obviously, yeah. and do that. And what I really love is it's built this whole community of people who are also sharing best practices with each yeah. other. So, you know, having a group of people who are all sharing information, we have so many tools now. And Stephanie, you've been the spearhead for our certified consultant center. Tell us a little bit about what we've done to make sure that people have tools. To yeah, make I guess that's how I ended up with all the titles and that you were talking about at the beginning kind of started off with training and consulting. And then I saw the need for a few products and started doing some project manage product development kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been a really fun ride. But yeah, so our certified consultant center is two things, really. It's a resource center. So you can go and get all the resources that you need to learn more about the Colby concept and kind of dig more into that. But then there are also places where you can get, you know, all the tools and information that you need to serve your clients better. So whether that's slides or handouts or ideas for activities, coaching aids, all that kind of stuff. And then there's also some information there on how to grow your practice from a, you know, marketing perspective and sales perspective and how to kind of bundle your services and that kind of thing. And then there's a whole community aspect that's there with the Certified Consult Center. And so people can ask questions and you can, you know, maybe get help from someone in the middle of the night because they might be on the other side of the world from you and they're actually awake and you wake up in the morning and, you know, you've got answers to some of your questions, you know, client issues or you want to brainstorm some ideas. So, yeah, I love I love getting our community together online. And I love that it's a private community because we had some social media before that we would use for that. But it's so much better now that it's private and people can private chat each other and look at each other's profiles very easily and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, it's oh, boy, it's been a game changer. All, everything that you need at your fingertips and the people, too. So hundreds of consultants worldwide. So, Stephanie, a lot of people ask us, you know, how does Colby actually work? And. What makes us different than a lot of other assessments out there is it's a complete system. It's actually pretty simple. It's four different things. We start by making sure we help an organization or an individual identify the individual strengths. So figure out exactly how does someone naturally take action? What are their unique striving instincts and how do they get things done? And then there is the next step, which is, okay, but everyone has to collaborate at some point with other people. So we have this full set of solutions, either when two people are working together. So let's say you and I work together really closely. So a comparison of your way of naturally taking action and mine. And we have a solution that gives you a comparison and some strategies for how to collaborate with that smaller team of two. And then an entire suite of solutions for a larger team and for the leaders that lead those teams so that they anticipate you know, where might we get stuck? When do we do our best work? And it's got very specific strategies. So you as a consultant actually have the solutions and the tools to go deeper with your clients in that collaboration space. And then, of course, we want to make sure that everyone's in a position to really succeed. And that's about alignment. So the third part of that system is that we have different solutions to make sure that we analyze how are you needing to act right now in your job to be successful? And what are some external sources on that? And so we have just a series of simple assessments that people take that are job related. And then we can compare that to a natural way of taking action and see where there might be some disconnect, what to do about that. And then lastly, of course, is adding to the team. Hiring is something that people are always saying they need more help with. So we have something that helps you more objectively hire an individual who's going to absolutely do the job in the way that it needs to be done. 
So the expanding your team, expanding your organization, we have solutions on those. So those are kind of the four different things that you can do with Colby overall. And then, of course, you can do that with any type, any type of team, any type of organization. So, Stephanie, with that, you had mentioned something about some innovative ways of using Colby. Tell us what you've been doing. Yeah, well, you know, so I love the Colby system and it sounds, you know, so simple, right, with the identify, optimize, align and expand. But, you know, I've really seen some interesting and kind of innovative things, you know, especially when leaders really say, I'm trying to change the culture, right? I'm trying to infuse something new into the culture. So one company we worked with really wanted to do more with high performing teams. And so it's figuring out, you know, what elements of the Colby system, obviously starting with getting an A for everybody, but then, you know, what are some of the teams and not just their org chart kind of teams, but also the teams that might be a little bit more ad hoc or project-based or that kind of thing. So what can we do to make those more high performing by understanding each other's strengths and what might work and what maybe is holding them back or frustrating team members? And then, of course, making sure we have the right people in the right roles and hiring as needed. So that's just kind of one example is starting with something that's cultural or maybe there's a big change initiative, right? And so how do we introduce this change using Colby and how are different people's strengths going to impact how they might react to the change that's coming? So I love those kinds of examples and those kinds of things when, you know, our consultants can really do that kind of great work. Yeah, it's great work. And that's where we're actually making the biggest difference. If you're having to deal with change management, and my gosh, who isn't at some point within a year or two or three or whatever it might be, this is information that's going to help you go through that more smoothly and understand the needs of others. So those are fabulous examples. Thank you for that. Let's touch just quickly on other assessments, because tell me about what have you seen works when people already have an expertise in another assessment? So, for example, you were trained in Gallup's Strengths Finder. You know, how does that work with Colby? If someone comes in and says, but I'm already using this tool, why would I get Colby certified? Yeah, well, and I think that's the best part is that you don't have to throw away all that other knowledge and expertise and other applications that you have. Colby always marries so well with so many other different types of assessments. So there are a lot of our certified consultants who use other assessments as well. And so that tends to work really well, whether you're coaching or whether you're working with a team. And so it's all just kind of figuring out the timing and how to make sure that people really get the most out of each assessment. So people kind of do that in different ways. Yeah, I do think that it has worked really well. In fact, people that are already using other assessments, they then use Colby to go back to those same clients. It's like, well, what else am I going to do for this person? We've already done this assessment. And it's a great way to just go deeper with your client and have a more complete suite of solutions too. I tell people that, you know, Colby or that other assessments are really great for team builders. So as I mentioned before, I really use Clifton Strengths as an assessment where people could get to know each other better. And I had people do really personal presentations where they really talked about their personality and how that informed who they were and, you know, did some really great stuff from a team building perspective. But Colby is really about building team. And so it's really about putting together teams that work better together, that can collaborate, um, individual productivity, and really making sure that you are using your mental energy most effectively and aligning to the role. So that's where I can see both assessments work really well together, both types of assessments. Yeah, this is probably a good time to just remind everybody that there are assessments in all three parts of the mind. So there are tests in the cognitive part of the mind that is all about skills, knowledge, IQ, intelligence. Then 
personality tests fall under that affective domain. And so that's your DISC, Myers-Briggs, Strengths Finder, Predictive Index, any of those kinds of assessments. Colby is in that third domain that is the cognitive or the doing or how you naturally take action. And we are the only assessment in that space. So if you are using assessments in either of the other two, it does marry nicely. Okay, so what if someone listening today, they're not interested in, in being a consultant necessarily, but they're thinking of hiring a Colby consultant. Why hire a consultant versus just go it alone? Because you could be applying some of these Colby solutions on your own as well. Yeah, well, and I love one of the things I love about Colby and the Colby A index specifically is that it is, you know, we promise immediately actionable advice. And that's true. You can once you understand the four continuums, you can look at the numbers and kind of just know a lot about someone just by looking at those four numbers. So it's really accessible. You can look at your Colby result and do it yourself. But getting a Colby consultant allows you to go deeper in ways that you just couldn't possibly imagine, right? So we have lots of information that we provide our consultants about how do your Colby strengths play out in leadership, or maybe how would they play out in a sales environment, or how does, you know, that third part of the mind that you were talking about go with the other two parts of the mind, right? And really using that as a framework to help people understand how they manage change. And so all of that kind of stuff is stuff that you wouldn't really be able to dig into as deeply. And then, of course, there's the whole suite of teams kind of stuff where you're really, if you're working with a consultant, then you're getting some amazing insights because they've been working with so many teams and they've seen what works and taking some of the generic solutions and really making them work specifically for your team or your business or whatever happens to be the circumstance that you're in, you know, whatever stage you might be on your team or in a certain product life cycle, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The breadth of experience with our consultants, what they can bring to the table with what they've seen, what's worked, what hasn't, their different backgrounds is exceptional for sure. Okay. What else have we not talked about besides we'll talk about, you know, why why take the leap to become a Colby consultant? Is there any other question we haven't answered? Well, the one thing I'm super excited about is that, you know, now our certified consultants have the opportunity to delve a little bit deeper themselves in some different ways, right? We've always had lots of different ways from, you know, the Certified Consultant Center that you talked about to various, you know, masterclasses with Kathy Colby and all kinds of uh, things that we've offered. But I'm really excited these days because now they can go deeper into individual performance and become an individual performance specialist. They can go deeper into teams and become a team specialist, and they can also specialize in youth. And so I also love that Colby has kind of the full breadth of solutions, working with relationships and all of that kind of thing as well. So it really is a whole person assessment, but not just an assessment, but with a lot of the tools and things to go with it to make it really powerful and meaningful. Yeah, the full suite of the Colby system. But as you said, there's also specialties in, in youth and working with youth and families and parenting and just making a huge difference in people's lives. So that's great. Okay. So if we had to wrap it up, you know, why do you think someone should take the time to become a Colby certified consultant in your experience? Because you you made that leap. You you had other expertise. You had other training. What are some of the biggest reasons to go ahead and get Colby certified? Yeah, well, I think one of the things is it, you know, first of all, you really won't know until you get there. It's so funny when we're, you know, in certification and we all of a sudden see people's eyes get so big. And they're like, I had no idea, right? They've usually come, you know, they've worked with Colby a little bit before. They've at least taken their index and they just kind of assume, actually, like I did before I took the Colby A index, I just assumed it was like, okay, you know, you get this report and that's sort of it. 
And so just when you see those doors open and you see all the potential applications and solutions, it is kind of mind blowing. So getting access to all of that additional information, getting access to, you know, Colby experts, the folks internal to Colby Corp. I mean, we don't just, you know, drop you off after certification and say, okay, well, you know, thank you very much for coming to our three or four day training. You're on your own. In addition to the community, we also really kind of wrap our arms around you in as many different ways possible. We have check-in sessions. You have a dedicated account manager. We have Colby Care with a new chat bot that can be helpful, but also, you know, access to our internal experts that you can talk to and ask questions and all of that kind of stuff. And so it really does feel like a community more than other assessments because I've worked with other assessments. I've become certified in other assessments and they're great. And maybe they have like a Facebook group or something like that. But really, you know, Colby feels like a community, you know, more than than others that I've certainly been part of for sure. Well, and you mentioned, you know, access to all of the different learning. So yes, we have people who come to certification and by day two, they say, oh my gosh, I was wondering what we would do for three days because all they really know is a couple of the solutions. And they had no idea that there was so much more that they could have available for their clients. So that's one thing is that there's really this depth. But as you're saying, there's so many different check-ins. There's, you know, quarterly conversations with other consultants and those kinds of things and continuing education. So you've got this, this suite of on-demand learning that whatever it is you want to learn more about, if it's a specific type of client or a meeting or an application or a solution, like Stephanie said, something about hiring, you can go and immediately on demand get to a webinar that is recorded where you can learn more about different ways of helping clients successfully use Colby and hiring. So we do have all the tools available to you. You have access to consultants. I think that that's a really big part of it. And you're joining an amazing community. But Frankly, the bottom line is this is something that works and gets results for people. And we just get to hear that all the time. Not only are you getting results, but people would say this just made a huge difference in my life personally. I finally get why I should be doing things differently. This made a difference in my marriage or as a parent, or I finally understand my business partner better. And this is really uh, helping us effectively work together. So as you said, you get all that side benefit of your own self and your own productivity as a part of it as well. But you're changing people's, you're really changing people's lives, their work lives and their personal lives, which is great. So, all right. Well, Stephanie, you know, thanks again. It's always a blast talking with you, discussing, you know, some of these issues we care about so much. Stephanie and I sit around and talk about these things all the time together. And we just want to help anyone who's interested in making that leap or getting Colby certified, please contact us. We, we are happy to have our team here share stories or examples or make sure it's a really good fit for you. So if you're interested in getting Colby certified, please visit colby.com slash certification. That's where you're going to find all different FAQs and a free webinar that will tell you more about the program. And if for some reason you're on this podcast and you still haven't discovered your own instinctive strengths, please go to colby.com and take your Colby A index, I will guarantee you that it will immediately give you information that you can put into action and help you in your own personal life as well. So looking forward to seeing all of you again. So thank you again, Stephanie, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for checking out this episode of Powered by Instinct. This show is brought to you by Colby Corp a company that helps leaders and organizations thrive using the only instinctive strengths assessment on the market. 
If you enjoyed this episode, then follow Powered by Instinct wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Or join us online at kobe.com slash podcast for all the latest episodes.